You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. Before we get into today's episode, here's a quick word from the future, which it turns out is right now. Because right now you can get the photos and videos your business needs while sitting on your couch, no matter where you are. You can grow your e-com store with Suna. Suna is the world's first virtual content studio. In 24 hours, you'll have the solution to your e-commerce sales. No expensive photo or video shoot, just you making money with the images people need to inspire them to buy. Get started today at Suna.co. Hey everyone, welcome back. Last week, I got a great question from a customer. And he said, everyone's talking about UGC and creative, the importance of creative testing. And he said, I'm embarrassed to ask this, but I'm not an expert when it comes to what to do with that UGC from your customers. So I wanted to bring on someone who really focuses on UGC and creative. And today I'm here with Morella Crespi, founder and CEO of Creative Milkshake. Their firm focused on helping DTC brands build high-performing ads using user-generated content. So there's no one better to help us get under the hood. So Morella, awesome having you on the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So let's start with, you know, an overview of Creative Milkshake and you personally. How'd you get into all this stuff? Um, I started media buying about nine years ago. I started in affiliate marketing as a buyer for a network. And in the past nine years, I've run ads for pretty much everything you can imagine from dating to insurance, lead gen, gaming apps, and eventually landed in e-commerce. And I started my own media buying agency about five years ago. And in the past two years, our focus started to shift a lot to creative production because it became impossible to make ads work without really great creatives, especially when TikTok came around, the demand for content grew exponentially. We started to try out a lot of different content sourcing solutions from influencer seating to hiring creators, getting them to shoot content, using different platforms and tools. But it's really hard to rely on those at scale if you don't have full control, especially if you want to be able to quickly iterate ads based on the performance data of your campaigns it gets really messy. So we ended up deciding to do all of this in-house to develop the concept, script, storyboard, shoot and edit the ads ourselves. And that's how Creative Milkshake was born. That's amazing. And so what types of brands do you focus on? We primarily work with D2C e-commerce brands, mostly consumer packaged goods. But recently, there's been a huge spike in demand for digital products and services, actually, which is Always a fun challenge because you don't have a physical product to work with, so you have to get extra creative. But I would say most are e-commerce brands. Awesome. So let's get into user-generated content. Like, I'd love to get your take on why you think it's so impactful for brands and maybe even like start at the very top. Yeah, I think it's worth to start at the very top. And it's a conversation I have often which is like taking a minute to define UGC, right? Like real user-generated content is what your customers or influencers would share organically online. It's content that is real, it's authentic, it's not scripted, it's someone's real opinion that they shared on social media. 
And that content, when used in advertising, is insanely effective because people buy from people. It's like seeing a recommendation from a trusted friend. It doesn't come from the brand's voice. It comes from a customer's voice. So UGC in itself is very, very effective and has been used in Facebook ads for years now. But most of the UGC ads we see nowadays, they're scripted, they're done by paid content creators or actors. So it's not technically really UGC by definition, if that makes sense, but we can still call it UGC style ads or creator generated content or whatever we want to call it. It's still a very effective ad type for Facebook. It's always nice to have UGC style ads in the mix because it really helps with building social proof and making your brand and product feel more real. Great UGC, like I said, is always written from the customer's perspective. So it helps customers understand how products fit into their lives, what problems it solves by seeing other people using it and talking about it. Um, Especially for TikTok, now that more budget is moving towards TikTok, it's really the only ad type that works. UGC on TikTok is either entertaining, educational, or aspirational. So I think it really is critical for brands that are investing in paid advertising on whatever channel it is to have UGC in the mix. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe this is a naive way to think about it. I, I love the way you just described it, but it's kind of like a little bit of a shift away from these highly produced brand driven videos to a customer centric, customer first, almost like a home video style experience of, you know, how it fits in and, and how they're benefiting from that product. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's still room for both. You should always test both. But I would say that if if you want to create something that doesn't stand out on the feed as an ad, if a user is scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, and these high production videos will instantly stand out as an ad. If it's a great one, it might even work. But If it's a home style video, if it's something that feels native to the platform, it's likely to be, make them stop scrolling and be more engaging and kind of blend in more, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's super interesting to hear that, at least from your perspective and your experience with brands that on TikTok, like the highly produced stuff doesn't even work that well. It will, it will just jump out like a sore thumb on the feet right away Um, and people will very likely scroll through it because yeah yeah, it doesn't look and feel like a tiktok cool so you mentioned something interesting and i know we have a lot to cover but i i thought i think it's worth addressing ugc has kind of shifted to still being scripted and it's really the style of the video more than anything else like is there such thing as like real ugc that's authentic anymore or is it all kind of creator driven I would say def- definitely is like there, there's still ways for brands to get the so-called real UGC. You can do it by having even automation like apps like stamped.io, for example, allows brands to incentivize customers to leave a video review and, you know, in exchange for store credit or free product or whatever it is. And those real customer reviews can be super powerful. And also, 
brands can set up collaborations with influencers or content creators that genuinely truly love their brand and do fit their customer persona right. and be their customers. So you will still get that like user generated content. It's just that nowadays the demand for it is so big. You need it at kind of scale. Um, and also chances are your ideal customer is not that great on camera. You know, maybe they don't do a great job of, recording themselves under the right lights, being eloquent enough. And for the ad to be effective, it needs to have a hook, you know, like yeah. you need to have yeah. that kind of punchy line at the beginning. So UGC as a format is great, but especially if you're going to use it in paid advertising, you kind of need to have a little bit more control over it so that it, you can have the content you need for ads specifically. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, a lot of our listeners are kind of in the DIY mentality. So it sounds like you know, reaching out to your existing database, could do it yourself, you could use something like like Stamped to collect those is a fine place to start. Working with creators, obviously, Hashtag Paid's a, a sponsor of the show. We love them. There's others out there too. That may help. Uh, but like you said, I think at this point, uh, as you're starting to scale your brand, maybe past a million in sales up towards 10 million and beyond, you're going to need a real arsenal of this stuff. Yeah. And even let's say if you are using something like hashtag paid, um, really trying to brief them really well so that you can get what you need from them, specifically thinking of what's going to be the hook of the video, asking them to answer specific questions and touch on specific pain points or benefits and having a call to action. From my experience, when using platforms like hashtag fade, you don't want to fully script it because you want them to sound authentic and leave their own voice, but brief them enough where you'll still get what you need. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. So yeah, let's jump into structuring UGC because I saw a talk you did on YouTube I'm not sure what event that was. I learned a lot from it personally. So I think if we could do like a mini version of that here, that'd be great. And then once we understand like how to structure, then let's talk about like, how do you actually get the most out of that content as a brand? So there's basically different ways to think about it. So I'll talk about first the structure part of it and then the different types of shots in like a checklist format that you need to have. So structurally speaking, ads always have a hook, a body, and a call to action. A hook on Facebook is the first three seconds of the ad. So when you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram feed, you kind of have three seconds to really hook the audience and make them stop scrolling and watch the video. And the hook is usually, the effectiveness of the hook is measured by the thumb stopping rate, which is the three second views divided by the number of impressions. So how many people out of all the people that got served the ad stopped scrolling and watched the video for at least three seconds? That will tell you if you have a strong hook or not. Um, you want that to be more than 30%. So if 30% of people stop scrolling and watch it, you have a strong hook. Then the body of the ad, the body of the ad is where you kind of take your time to introduce the product, talk about the benefits, what problem it solves, 
And then the call to action is the final bit of the ad that will hopefully incite them to click through your ad to go to your landing page. So structurally speaking, there's always the hook, the body, and the call to action. Then in that presentation we spoke about, I kind of dig a little deeper into within the body of the ad and these structural parts, what can be there. So your hook can either start by showing a problem, showing a solution, showing a before and after, showing a desired result, or start with storytelling. These are like the personal aspects of the creative. So it's it, how it relates to a person. And then the other building blocks are more related to the product. So this is where you introduce the product, you demonstrate how it's used. This is always very helpful to show how the product works, the sequence of like demonstrating how the product works and what results you can expect. Um, the buying experience is always one you see and which you see a lot is like recording the person on the website, kind of like adding to cart or scrolling through the options. Mm. Receiving the product at your door is always a popular shot as well to kind of complete that buying experience. And the unboxing, which is also super popular, which helps people understand what it's like to buy from you receiving the products and what it looks like. Um, so these are kind of what we call the ad building blocks. And these apply to every single ad you see out there. So when you are taking, let's say you're shooting UGC yourself, or you are briefing someone through a tool like hashtag paid to create this content for you, try to think about creating content for these specific building blocks. So, okay, what am I going to show in the hook of the video? Does it start with an unboxing? Then does it start with a demonstration? Then do I show the desired results or the before and after? Or do I start by telling a story? And then how does the ad end? Um, how does that piece of content kind of wrap up and draw the conclusion? So I would say those are the structural building blocks of UGC and ads. It's a great breakdown. <laughs> I'm like, wow, there's so much that goes into making a 30 second ad. It's crazy. Yeah. And the great thing about this that, that I really like is like by thinking about creatives this way, the hook, the body, the call to action and being able to identify these different building blocks, we call it, you can pretty much reverse engineer any creative. So if you go into your competitors, ad libraries on Facebook or TikTok, or if you are spying on your competition and trying to understand what they're doing, you can really start to pay attention and be like, okay, what did they use for the hook? Does it start by someone storytelling or showing a product problem? Or sometimes it's just something bizarre. I see the brands use this so often. We use it all the time in our creatives. Is it a bizarre texture or is it like a close-up of something that looks weird or sometimes sexual, <laughs> you know, like something that just will make people stop scrolling. And then the, we were talking about the different types of shots. So we break it up into three different categories, product shots, action shots, and talking heads. So with these three types of shots, you can put together amazing UGC ads. So for product shots, unboxing, like we talked about already, 
the product arriving at your doorstep, the product close-up, so showing the label details, showing the packaging under beautiful lighting, and texture shots, especially relevant for anything like beauty, skincare, hair care related foods as well. You want to show the details of like, is it gooey? What does it feel like kind of with these gorgeous macro shots? For the action shots, it's the how to use or demonstrate what the product does. Lifestyle shots, which help kind of show where the product fits into the customer's lives. And then the buying experience, which is going online and ordering the product. And last but not least, the talking head shots. So talking heads can either be shot in selfie mode, which is like, you know, as if you were FaceTiming someone or recording an Instagram story. You can shoot a talking head just talking to the camera and holding the product as if you would see, I don't know, in a commercial. And then the third type of talking head is the green screen. The green screen became super popular because of TikTok. It's an effect within the TikTok app. So you record yourself with a green screen behind it in the app, and then you can put anything behind it, an image or a video. And people use this often in like educational style TikToks where they kind of point around an image to highlight a part of it or describe a video playing in the background. So to summarize, product shots, action shots, and talking heads. You can literally go get your iPhone and shoot these kinds of content with your products and stitch together really great UGC ads. Yeah, this is amazing. I Look, I think for people that are listening that are more DIY, like maybe the right ask of your customers when you reach out is to give you one of them. Like, yeah. can your customers give you the selfie mode with the narrative up front, right? And then can you stitch together some of the other stuff that you're talking about, like the how to use, the buying experience, or, you know, the texture macro, like the product shots. I, I like the idea of like, you can ease your way into this if you're on a bootstrapped budget, you're kind of the owner operator. And then, yeah, as you scale, like it's easy to see the value that, you know, an agency can bring to the table here, like Creative Milkshake. A hundred percent. And honestly, like as an agency, having work, having worked with the brands that have tried some already themselves, you know, it's, it's always nice to, to start off building on something like brands that are like, okay, here's the videos that I've tested already. Like I shot some of these myself. These I've asked my sister, these, these ones I've asked my neighbor. It's a great idea to just get started. Just make sure you have amazing light. It's the most important thing is gorgeous, maybe magic hour sunlight. If it beams into your living room and kitchen, that's the perfect time to shoot. Take your product, open it, take close-up shots, unboxing. And like Ben said, a great idea is to ask your customers for these selfie mode testimonial videos asking some key questions like can you describe your experience using the product why do you like it maybe tell your story and then you can shoot the rest of the stuff yourself it's awesome all right so you obviously work with a lot of brands on this specifically 
Are there any that come to mind that people should look at for inspiration? Like who who's inspiration for you right now when it comes to UGC? Um, oh my God, so many. It really depends on the product category and like the different style of UGC. That's also something I talk about in my presentation, which is like depending on the target audience's age, it's like a different style of mm. UGC that works for them. Um, but off the top of my head, I would say Disco Skincare does a brilliant job. Curology does really beautiful ads with the bizarre hook shots, really focusing on the, the problem that the skincare solves. Nice. Magic Spoon has amazing ads. Our Place uses a lot of beautiful kind of aspirational UGC where you see those beautiful kitchens and you're like, wow, I want my kitchen to look that good. High smiles, snow teeth whitening, always have really strong creatives. And then Goop and True Botanicals make more of like this luxury celebrity UGC. Like they use actual celebrities. Interesting. But they're shooting at UGC style. Like Gwyneth Paltrow will shoot like a selfie video doing her skincare. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Those are great. I mean, we'll we'll definitely we should link to your talk. So I'll make sure we get that to our, our editors because there's so much gold and there was a lot to digest today. We were catching up before and you were talking about how you've been using a new tool, software tool, in terms of what measuring the effectiveness of the different creatives. Is that fair? Yeah. So when you produce creatives and you set them live. Especially for us, if we're trying to understand why it had worked, why it didn't work, and how to iterate it to either improve performance or to like help brand scale, it's really important to have a tool that helps you really understand these metrics in a way that's visually easy on the eyes <laughs> because the Facebook's creative reporting tool is not that great, but motion really like ticks all the boxes when it comes to creative anal analytics and it allows you to do these comparative analyses of creatives and for our team it, we build our iteration workflows around the data that we're able to see in motion interesting so rather than just trying to pull this stuff out based on like how you're naming the ads in Facebook or something like you're, this is really like an analytics uh, based on the, the visuals and the creative themselves. Yeah. It's like they, they group. So if you're using one creative across multiple ad sets or campaigns, like you said, you would have had to put that in your ad name so that you could figure out later in analytics or your Facebook reports that that was the same ad for you to be able to analyze that performance across multiple ad sets or campaigns. But Motion does that for you in a very visual way. So you can hover over it. It plays a preview of the ad, oh, which wow. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of groups all of that data. They have color-coded benchmarks. So if the ad is hitting a certain benchmark, it appears green. Um, it's the little things that count. That's amazing. Well, we'll link to Motion App, I think it's called, and Morella's talk. Really fantastic having you on. I feel like I got a thousand notes and takeaways from this. And uh, hopefully Wayne, if you're listening, he was the one who 
who shot me the note on like how to collect and what to do with UGC. Hopefully you've got a ton of new ideas, Wayne. So Morella, thanks for coming on. Really, really appreciate all the thoughts. Thanks for having me.